Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today's episode features two ground reports from our coverage of the clashes of the riots that have taken place in northeast Delhi these last few days. These are first person accounts from our reporters Himani Bandari and Jatin Anand and both offer differing perspectives. Himani's coverage is from the immediate outbreak of the violence when all of us still didn't realize how serious it was going to get. She describes some very chilling scenes of what she witnessed as it all unfolded before her. Jatin then toured a lot of these areas after the first two days of violence and he reports on the damage that he saw and also on the scenes from the hospitals that he covered. We recorded both of their accounts late last night that is on Thursday February 27. A quick news update before we start the death toll for these incidents of violence now stands at 42 that is at the time of recording this segment on the afternoon of Friday February 28th. Much of the violence has now subsided and by all accounts the political blame game has now begun in earnest. We may get into that later in a later episode but for now to reflect on what they saw on the ground here is Himani Bhandari first followed by Jatin Anand. Himani uh, hello thank you for your excellent and very brave reporting these past few days and thanks for coming on to the podcast it's good to have you. Thank you. So I just want to I just want you to walk us through a lot of the detail of what you saw so maybe we can start with how you first started covering the scene of the violence that's happened in northeast delhi what was the first call what made you go there first right so uh, violence was reported uh, across northeast delhi and uh, we basically just had to pick and choose where you wanted to go so uh, because i was i mean, i was getting information that there was violence in jafarabad there was violence in khajuri khas area there was violence in mojpur and uh, bhajanpura and basically these are all uh, places which are very very close to each other so i thought i'll just start with the wazirabad main road where where you uh, on, where on the entire stretch there is uh, karawalnagar bhajanpura and khajuri khas so we start i was uh, we i was driving towards uh, khajuri khas and i didn't i hadn't even reached uh, khajuri khas junction where uh, where reports of uh, violence were coming in and on the main road uh, there was this group of people holding sticks say about 2 kilometers before the junction 2 or 3 kilometers before the junction and uh, i asked the driver to stop uh, because right. people were taking a u turn so i was like i i didn't know what what was happening so uh, i asked the driver to stop and i stepped out of the vehicle and i see people carrying sticks and wearing masks and uh, a couple of uh, basically this is a uh, this is a road with a divider so it's a two way lane so okay. um, so i i start walking and uh, there are these people with sticks and masks and uh, on the other side there's this group chanting uh, jai shri ram har har mahadev and uh, suddenly what happens is this uh, i see a, uh, a crowd of people uh, running behind uh, two two people who were visibly muslims and brutally beating them so one of them was wearing uh, a skull cap had a beard and was an older person because his beard was white and uh, this other one looked like a kid like a teenager 
he was wearing uh, salwar kameez and uh, this mob uh, was uh, beating them mercilessly and uh, my first reaction was to record it on video and because right. i mean i this other a couple of others who had identified me as a hindu said uh, madam aap side mein rahiye madam you stay away from this and uh, i so i for the first thing i wanted to do was to actually go and stop but i did not want to get into the line of action i could have gotten hurt myself so i started recording the recording a video of it and uh, then this this other section of people they uh, came and uh, literally started shouting at me aap phone andar rakhiye aap video nahi le sakti hain aap phone andar rakhiye na ko phone tod diya jayega and uh, so obviously the first my first reaction was to keep my phone inside my pocket and i just watched as it happened and then suddenly uh, the older person uh, managed to run managed to flee but they caught hold of the younger the boy and uh, then they started punching him and slapping him then the older man came back to save this person and uh, somehow eventually say about a minute or so these guys left him uh, and left the two of them and they they managed to flee and then i started walking again and both sides there there there's this mob uh, there's this crowd Uh, chanting jai shri ram throughout and uh, this eventually one of them was like maro salon ko maro salon ko and then uh, on the other side of the road on the other side of the divider uh, a truck comes a white mini truck again of a muslim person because he was also wearing a skull cap they stop him they slap him and uh, he is pleading he is folding his hands and saying mujhe jaane do mujhe jaane do and uh, then this a couple of others come and they were like uh, they were like uh, uh, don't isko maro mat itna zyada mat maro ki mar jaye to uske baad i mean a couple of minutes later they let this person go and this happened throughout the stretch the the mob uh they randomly stopped ordinary people these are not protesters these are not people who uh, who i saw doing anything or protesting or anything these are random people walking and crossing the street and this mob is stopping them and sp- uh, uh, spotting them as muslims and uh, then thrashing them the entire stretch was about this that is before the main khajuri khas junction where the stone pelting from both sides was happening Khajuri Khas Junction. There was stone pelting, as in there was there were two mobs going at each right, other. Right, exactly. Uh, members of both the communities pelting stones at each other, and uh, they both both the uh, both the sides had sticks. Both the sides were masked. Unfortunately, this is one instance again on this stretch that I saw was this uh, another truck full of Muslims uh, was going towards Khajuri uh, Junction, and uh, they were stopped. and a couple of them managed to flee jumping over the truck two of them uh, went to the ran to the fields but this mob chased them and beat them one of them was bleeding when he tried when he tried to flee and thankfully uh, escaped many of them were bleeding when uh, they were uh, when they were beaten by the mob and uh, how many it's tough to answer because the it's like it's like a huge crowd groups of people on the entire stretch and uh, in front of me they must have beaten over 20 hemani what you're describing to me 
you know, lots of news reports have, we're still calling this a clash over the Citizenship Amendment Act. Uh, what you're describing to me sounds more like a full-scale communal riot. Is that the feeling that you got exactly. as well? Exactly. This is exactly what has happened, Jayant. It, uh, it started as a pro and anti-CAA protest. But on Monday, what we saw, starting Monday, I would say, starting Monday, what we saw was a full-blown communal clash between the communities. It was not a pro and anti-CAA protest anymore. Uh, a lot of people that, uh, a lot of Hindus that I spoke to uh, did not care about CAA anymore. They were, uh, on Tuesday, I spoke to a couple of people and they said, uh, we don't care about CAA. We just want the roads uh, cleared. These guys, them, this is how they referred. Uh, these guys have blocked the roads. It's been 75 days. They can't uh, They can't turn the entire Delhi into Shaheen Bagh. And uh, that's our only concern. If uh, this one guy, uh, one Hindu guy uh, said, if they want to, uh, if you want, if they want to stay in Delhi, they have to stay in Delhi, they have to live the way we do or the other thing that i wanted to ask is basically you know while you're while you're reporting this while you're standing there and while you're watching this violence unfold mm. starting from monday and for the next few days what is your sense of uh, the police presence because i think that's a big point of debate were there enough police deployed did they actually realize that something like this was happening uh jayant i would say that um, the the stretch that i have that i've talked about earlier uh, before Kajuri Khas yeah. Junction, I was there for 45 minutes and uh, yeah. the police came after this entire, I mean, at least after 35 to 40 minutes. They were not present at all. They were present at Kajuri Khas Junction, and, uh, but, but they were not there on this, on this stretch uh, leading up to the area. And they, there must have been several calls made, is what I'm presuming. But they didn't turn up. Eventually, four police—I mean, uh, four—I mean, a policeman on four bikes came, and uh, they uh, tried to disperse the crowd, which they successfully did. But eventually, they left. Like they left within minutes. The cops—they left within minutes, and uh, again, the same. The situation was same. And on second day, I've uh, me and uh, Sushil Kumar Varma was our photographer. The two of us had gone to Durgapuri. Uh, there's this place called Sofuta Road, where we were reporting from. And we were there for more than half an hour. And it was a free hand. Uh, people, uh, I mean, both the communities, again, on this on Tuesday as well, both the communities were, uh, were clashing. Gunshots were fired uh, right in front of us. And uh, uh, stones were pelted. Bricks were pelted. People had sticks in their hands. And all of this continued for uh, more than half an hour that we were there. And police were completely absent from the spot. Aside from the police, was there any signs of anybody else, say from the Delhi government who had arrived, who, had, who was trying to do some kind of outreach, trying to calm things down? Not on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. In, in my opinion, I had, I had not seen anything and I had not seen, seen anyone uh, doing anything, to be honest. That is what I saw. No, nobody from right. the government side, nobody, no locals as such. But yes, Aman committees in the areas were working. Uh, they were active. They were trying to calm the situation down. Uh, Aman committees are people basically, for, uh, I mean, has, you know, members of both the communities uh, wherein they try to uh, 
calm the situation down i just want you to reflect a little bit you were sent on this first day to cover what you thought was a clash between protesters uh did it strike you on that first day itself that this violence was going to continue uh, and that this was going to be a far more uh you know big issue honestly uh, on that day it 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 did dawn upon us that this is this was not a this was not a normal uh, uh, protest between two communities it had it had gone much beyond that um, i mean it has taken a communal color and it it may not die down die down any soon uh, but thankfully today the situation uh, today on thursday the situation is a lot better though there's an uneasy calm in delhi uh, people are scared uh to come to come out of their um, natural habitat like the streets they live in the situation is a lot better than what it was on monday and tuesday i would say that for journalists covering the riot it was not easy i mean any riot is tough but this was particularly tough because we were not even being allowed to take our phones out everybody from both sides whether it whether it was uh, muslims whether it was hindus but mostly hindus uh, made sure that we did not take our phones out we were not recording videos and if we were we were uh, threatened and attacked i myself was attacked um in khajuri khas there was this man who was abusing muslims and i started filming him and uh, the person who was standing next to him uh, got a helmet and uh, threw it in my direction uh yeah thankfully i was safe because i stepped aside i i, I saw that this guy was getting a, getting a helmet and uh, a lot of journalists were attacked one journalist was even shot at while covering it was just extremely um dangerous i would say i mean i won't say that i was scared the entire time but yes i was apprehensive and i've never felt that before Jatin, uh, tell me a little bit about the parts of uh, Northeast Delhi that you covered in your reporting. I went to Silampur, uh, Jafarabad, Welcome, Bridgepuri, Gokulpuri, Chandbagh. Basically, most of the areas where violence has uh, has broken out and 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 continued uh, over the last three days. And so, you know, we just heard from Himani, who was covering this since Monday. Um, and. this is you know the violence seems to have gone on now for 5 days what were your impressions you know covering this 2 two- days after the news broke because uh, speaking to himani it sounds like this was pretty fresh when it was happening and she didn't really know what to expect yes i think um, when you hit the ground you had the benefit of hindsight in terms of the news reports that had already come in so what did you see and how did that affect your reporting i i did that uh, i was fortunate enough to have uh, hindsight uh, because most of this happened on on monday and tuesday and when i hit the ground on wednesday um, i i couldn't actually be uh, a part of uh, of reporting this when it was still fresh but i was able to start uh, covering it uh, on 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 the, on the very next day when uh, and and it was and and the fact that the riot had taken and that that riot had actually erupted in this this part of town was actually visible uh all all of these areas all of these streets uh, still i mean today today is the fourth day since uh, since the violence had erupted uh all of these areas still had debris they still had uh, the all all these roads were strewn with uh, sacks uh, with broken uh, brick pieces uh, uh, full to the brim they these sacks were full to the brim uh, with with these uh, uh, with these 
pieces of 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 bricks um there were bottles there were there were you know any anything and and everything that could be used as a weapon or or anything that could be used to hurt another human being was was seemingly used uh in 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 these riots and um tell me a little bit about the streets and roads that you saw were there were were, sh- were there shops that were dis- damaged were the houses that were damaged there was absolutely no uh differentiation between between shops homes whose homes they are whether they belong to hindu families or they belong to muslim families uh places of worship whether they were mosques or they were temples buildings which which were which were either operating as schools or operating as uh, as 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 uh, showrooms gyms you name it anything and everything pavements are broken um, um there are um, uh, road dividers which have been which have been broken so that those big stones with that concrete which which uh, constitutes them could be broken and used as weapons uh, to be pelted across the road or 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 uh, into into installations like like this petrol pumps were burnt so anything and everything i mean it seems it seems like there was absolute lack of restraint by rioters irrespective of which religion or community they belong to were there were there fires cuz some of the pictures that we were seeing from here some of the pictures that have been published you know uh, portray these very uh, these scenes where there's a lot of smoke were there fires still burning when you were there yes yes they were uh, today and and it was it was very disconcerting given the fact that this was the fourth day since uh, these these particular buildings must have been set on fire but for example the uh, there was a petrol pump there's an hp petrol pump at uh, the chandbagh area where violence had erupted on uh, on monday and uh, uh, apparently went on till the early hours of tuesday uh excuse me i mean violence had erupted on tuesday and then continued till till uh, till uh, the early early uh, part of wednesday um the, they were the, the, that petrol pump was still uh, it, it was it was it was still you could still smell uh, the, the fire i mean the the uh, you could you could still you could it was it was actually in the air i mean uh, except for the dust uh, which 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 was emanating from uh, these uh, uh, these pieces of bricks the fumes uh of 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 the fires which were set they were they were still one could still smell them whether it was homes whether it was mosques temples uh gyms schools you name it it was it was still in the air um i also want to ask you a little bit now jatin about the scenes that you saw at the hospital and so just describe your reporting from there i was at the guru tegh bahadur hospital yesterday which is uh, admitting uh, which has admitted and continues to admit most of the patients and most of the most of the victims of uh, of of uh, the episode uh, over the last 3 days uh, the death toll uh, apparently uh, as as per the figures which have been released uh, by the by the hospital hospital administration and uh, and uh, the authorities concerned uh, at different hospitals uh, three hospitals actually the gtb uh, the jagparvesh hospital and the l and the loknayak uh, jayaprakash or the uh, lnjp hospital so basically the the consolidated death toll is around 38 right now uh the number of injured uh, is is uh, at this point in time anybody's guess because they because the injured are being treated at uh, several small and big hospitals across the city um so when i was at the hospital yesterday it was um so you could you you had 
you had people being wheeled in every every 10 to 15 minutes uh, being escorted either by police personnel or uh, or or in some cases intelligence officers uh, which uh, who, who whom could be identified by by the by the ids that they were wearing around their necks um so it was uh, so that so the number of people who who were injured kept being wheeled in every every 10 to 15 minutes it it was it was just i mean you had you had people who had take you who had been treated who had been administered some initial sort of treatment and were waiting for waiting for their relatives outside and then uh, you had you had family members who were wailing uh, at at the mortuary because the post mortem examination of their of their kin hadn't been done because there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of technicalities involved uh, vis-a-vis the formation of a medical board uh, and and uh, other uh, uh, formalities which need to be completed so while most families were i mean uh, adding to the grief of the families was the fact that they didn't have uh the bodies of their loved ones handed back to them because because of uh, of of these procedural uh delays uh but uh, on the other side even i mean whether it was it didn't matter whether they were people who had been administered uh, treatment or initial treatment or who were waiting for it or everybody had uh, very horrific stories to tell um so jatin i just want to take you back once again to northeast delhi i think for somebody who's um who's not from delhi i think even for most people in delhi there's i think they still don't get the kind of geographical spread or sweep of the area and it sounds like you've toured most of the places where there were some violence mm-hmm. um can you give us a little bit of a description of that how many neighborhoods are we talking about um and you know how long does it take to traverse that area well we are talking about one of the most densely populated parts of town northeast delhi is what is proverbially known as uh, the jamna par part of town and that's because it is uh, one of the first uh, one of the first flyovers to be made in uh, in in the city was to connect what is what is called old delhi or north delhi with this sprawling semi semi rural uh, part of town which uh, which which was basically mostly agrarian earlier uh, but then later saw a wave of migration uh from uh, from several parts of old city uh into into that part of town and and also had uh, people a lot of uh, people migrating from the nearby areas in Ghaziabad Noida uh, Gurgaon and and many other areas in located in the NCR along the border of, uh, of uh, the capital uh, territory of Delhi uh into into these particular areas uh we are talking about very densely populated uh, neighborhoods uh, which which begin from Silampur uh there are areas like simapuri there are places like gonda and this this belt uh extends along the banks of the river yamuna and actually goes on till the southeastern part of uh, of of town it does have a mix of people from different socio economic backgrounds and different parts of the country uh but at the same time uh most of them uh in in this particular part uh, of of town where and in neighborhoods where uh this violence broke out belong to more or less the same sort of uh, background uh, vis-a-vis being low lower middle class uh, households uh, which have which either have people who get by uh, through small businesses like shops and and neighborhood grocery stores uh, or have or have uh, subordinate positions in the private sector jatin thanks again for your reporting and thanks for joining us on the podcast today thank you pleasure